Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Uh, I just want to send up a flag uh, and a warning straight away that this is right at the very start of the school holidays and I'm already exhausted. <laughs> yeah. How many days? I mean, I know we've had the weekend, so technically we've had like two days of holiday so far. Yeah. And um, the, the house is an absolute state. Uh, the, the kids have run us ragged. I bought a map, a little um, uh, ordnance survey map. For, oh, right. What are you planning on doing for six weeks? Well, I've been learning about the Border Reavers, okay, in Northumberland. Long story, but right. they, they used to go and raid each other's, like, farms back in the 1600s. So I thought, the next time I go up north, I'll, I'll use this Ordnance Survey map because it's got all the castles on it, and I'll go and have a look around. Opened it last night with a cup of tea to have a proper look through it, and my uh, 18-month-old scribbled all over it with a <laughs> green uh, felt-tip pen. Uh, and oh. that's just like, a, this is at the very beginning of the holidays. How, how are you faring? I've had my backside pummeled this morning for about half an hour by a Nerf gun. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got a Nerf gun. He's got, he's got about three. You see, you're weaponising him. That's quite, <laughs> that's quite <laughs> tough at the start of the yeah, uh, holiday. I actually did question the parenting job that I'd done so far, where he said to, he, he turned to me, he's five, he goes, Daddy, can we play snipers? <laughs> oh, <laughs> OK, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so if, like us, you're struggling a little bit right at the start of the school holidays, uh, we're always uh, a shoulder to cry on uh, get in touch now tell us your stories maybe you've uh, you know, bought a, a, a weapon that's going to bite you in the backside down the line home time at absoluteradio.co.uk this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway this morning Dave Berry launched a brand new competition called One in a Hundred basically one number stands between you and £1,000 all you have to do is pick the right number so ask yourself the questions the, the great thing about this competition if you had to pick a number between one and a hundred what would it be have you got a lucky number this morning someone picked number 25 which was incorrect so that's number 25 25 ruled out. And in fact, we are stood here uh, doing this show with the actual safe from the breakfast show in the corner of the room. And the yeah. number's in there. It's an amazing thing. £1,000 up for grabs. But, you know, gets you thinking about numbers, which is cool. And we thought an interesting way to summarise what's going, you know, what's kind of gone on over your weekend. It's your weekend in numbers, so to speak, since we're doing one in a hundred. So for me, me and my brother went to see Morrissey at Troxy in Limehouse in London on Saturday night. It was brilliant. And we worked out on the train home that that's my seventh time I've seen Morrissey live, which I makes him going. the most seen artist in my musical career. You, you know should I mean? have one of those little uh, cards that you would get in a coffee shop where they, they stamp. stamp. <laughs> yeah, and Morrissey at the door just <laughs> stamping with a little M or something. I think if anyone is definitely not going to give you a free gig at the end of that, it's Morrissey. <laughs> Seven Morrisseys are singing. So my weekend in numbers would be seven Morrissey gigs. Have you got, uh, like, a number that's pervasive over the weekend for you? Three. Three? Yeah, three sports that I was watching over the weekend. I had a very inactive weekend glued to the Test Match, the cricket, yeah, uh, the Open, the golf, and the World Match play darts. Oh, uh, that's a bit you, of a stretch. You know how to pick them, don't you? <laughs> third sport. Um, and I barely did anything. That sounds like a perfect weekend. Uh, it was. It was. It was a great weekend, apart from the rain. But uh, that doesn't affect darts. Uh, it's a cricket-related issue, I believe. Mm, the, the rain on the yeah. weekend. I'm learning. I'm learning about cricket. Mark says 1,565 days. My club, Durham City Football Club, won back-to-back -back games and kept a clean sheet on Saturday for the first time since way back in 2019. This just 10 days after ending a 434-day winless run. <laughs> it's putting Everton into perspective. That's for sure. I don't, I don't want to rain on his parade, but I don't think statistically a pre-season friendly is going to count in official records. <laughs> don't crush the poor man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Starved of success. Saying. Uh, Alex, uh, his number, it's a big one, 19,698 steps walked around Whipsnade Zoo. Great all of zoo. them done with bad sciatica, 
Africa, but an 11-year-old that really wanted to go. That is dedication for you. And Vicky Lewis has two takeaways eaten on consecutive days. But also over the weekend, I made four omelettes. Oh. That's a lot of omelettes in one weekend. Is that all for you, or are you catering for others? Two for me, two for my teenager. Wow. She's well into her omelettes at the moment, so am I. Four omelettes. Martin says, two grey herons on his balcony this morning. <laughs> Is that an omen? <laughs> Check that one out. Uh, Chadson Catterick <laughs> says uh, 391, that's the number of miles travelled yesterday uh, to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers in Glasgow, got home at 2.30am today. Wow. Up at work at 5.30am, still at work. Well, our producer Adam, a.k.a. 10 Weeks of Tickets, went to that gig and he said it was fantastic. <laughs> Algie says four stickers added to drawers because two teenagers need instructions. He sent a photo of his kitchen drawers and he stuck on there uh, one saying Tupperware, one saying baking cake, cake tins and the other says other. <laughs> uh, so much more I'd love to know about this. Five, all right? A small number but so many stories behind it. Five, this text says, yeah. is the number of hotel rooms we had to change before we found one that was clean. Wow, someone's furious from the weekend, aren't they? <laughs> furious. Uh, Jane says, Hello, I did another 1,000 words of my master's degree dissertation, only 4,000 ago. Oh, dissertation, what a word. Uh, Matthew in Northumberland, 500, his number. That was the amount he had to spend in a hardware store after his shower leaked. Oh, dear, oh, dear. It's the worst. It's the worst <laughs> of household uh, annoyances, that, isn't it? Uh, we've got Joe on the line. Joe, what number sums up your weekend then? It's 11. 11. Please tell us the, the story behind the number 11 this weekend for you. Because there was 11, hen, 11 or something in a hen party in a hot tub. Wow. 11 hens in a hot tub. <laughs> it's a really bad um, 12 days at Christmas, isn't it? This sounds all right. Uh, Joe, um, your standard hot tub, that's quite some going to get 11 of you in. Was it a giant one or was it a squeeze? It was a bit of a squeeze, you okay. know, but we did it. We got the five stars to prove it. Oh, Brett, and were you in one of those hot tubs or in, like, the countryside and you're lo looking yeah. out in a field? Yes, farmer's field. The farmer kept going past on a tractor. I bet he did. Bet he did. <laughs> uh, and were you having a drink in there as well? A little, uh, little uh, tipple? A little, yeah, a, li a little bit of a, a drink, yeah. How many Proseccos? There was a, at least four bottles went through. Wow. Yeah, it reminds me of that programme, I don't know if it's on anymore, but MTV's Cribs, where, you know, you get, <laughs> look around a glamorous house of, like, P. Diddy or something like that. Yeah. It's got vibes yeah. of an Airbnb as well. Airbnb? Oh, no, no, it, it was posher than an Airbnb. Oh, was okay. it indeed? Tell us the most oh. scandalous thing then that happened. You know, 11 hens, hot tub, farmer's field, oh. Airbnb. Uh, the farmer had a full eyeful. My <laughs> word. No wonder he kept on going by. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> and he took the bride to be uh, for a ride in the tractor. OK, we're going to leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> what goes on in the farm stays on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> Does, definitely. Andy in Banstead says uh, 10. 10 proms watched in all at the Royal Albert Hall. My 10th one on Saturday. Horrible Histories does horrible opera. Oh, I like that. Sounds good, doesn't it? Uh, three. The number of times we got evacuated from two different hotels in the Lake District <gasps> this weekend, says that text. I feel overall tonight and looking at the weekend, some people have had some bad luck with hotels. A lot of dramat uh, dramatic things going on. Uh, we've got Sarah on the line. Sarah, summarise your weekend in a number, please. Um, so, when the kids get... Uh, finished school on Friday um, we decided it would be a good idea to take them to a dessert bar for a little treat. What's, so what is it? Can I, can I be ignorant here? What is a dessert bar? I've never been to a dessert bar. No, the, what, is that so, a thing? Sarah, take it away. Like waffles and pancakes and ice oh. cream sundaes and stuff. 
Does the one does the one that you go to does it do like a baked cookie dough? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. so good. I, I, I'm unaware of these places. This is kind of crazy. Mate, I'll take you to one and treat you. That'll be lovely. How many did you take, yeah, Sarah, then? I, t- I trust that's your number. There was eight kids all together. Wow, so if they're all eating this stuff straight out of uh, Willy Wonka, right, What are the, what's yeah. the behaviour like at the end of that? Well, we thought it'd be a good idea to go to the park after to try and uh, get the sugar rush out. <laughs> Wow. And what was the main thing they ate? Richie's describing this unbelievable collection of stuff they've got at the dessert bar. So a few of them had a unicorn sundae. Wow. Which was like bubblegum, ice cream and sherbet and candy floss and oh. Marty's and all sorts. And how long were you in the park? Seven hours? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My four-year-old actually ate the most out of all the kids there. Good on him, Augustus Gloop. You, sa- you do sound a little bit uh, traumatised by the whole thing. I am a little bit. I won't be going back anytime soon. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Plenty of films coming out for the holidays as well. Big opening weekend for Oppenheimer. Even bigger opening weekend uh, for the Barbie movie. It's all the rage now, isn't it? Toy movies. You'd think back a few years, obviously, Lego Movie was massive. Yeah. All sorts of Lego Movie spin-offs from that. I remember a few years back we had Daniel Radcliffe in here for a, a Playmobil movie. Now, obviously, you've got Barbie the movie. Where's it all going to stop? What's the next toy movie? been thinking about it toys from our youths i reckon there'd be a fantastic movie in screwball scramble did you ever play screwball scramble i don't know if i'm aware of screwball scramble i think you'd recognize it you might not get it by name but it was basically a little handhold plastic it's not even a console because it wasn't a plugged in kind of thing metal ball bearing rickety bridge little tunnel uh a maze that was covered then a bell at the end it's like an assault course assault course for a ball bearing oh what wonderful times they were but if you were to turn that into a movie a story behind it the ball bearing is actually I don't know some kind of creature and it's oh, like, I... you know <laughs> I don't work in movies but clearly there's, there's a movie in it you would think it reminds me a little bit of um, do you remember the game inexplicable game from the 80s called Mousetrap yes where we just I don't know what that was about it was like there was like a like a, a net and, yeah. a, and a diver and a plastic bucket. But suddenly you animate that mouse and uh, give it a name, there's a movie. This quid's in Disney Pixar, isn't it? Think about it. I bet a cherished toy of your youth, think about it, there's a movie in it. One of my favourite toys from back in the day that never gets uh, any love, and I'd love to see it made into a film, was Muscle Men. I remember them. Do you remember Muscle Men? Yeah. Little pink plastic fellas, like little wrestlers, and you get you buy them in like a bucket. You yeah. have buckets of them. Yeah. And we used to play this game at my granddad's house in Western Supermare because it was dead boring when we used to go there as kids no offence granddad but uh, we'd roll a mar- we'd set our own mu- muscle men up at each end of the hallway yeah. roll a marble down and see who can knock each other's muscle men over oh it could be a combined movie Scribble Scramble the ball bearing from that versus your muscle men it's all coming together isn't it <laughs> it's have all th- coming together have a think about it the next big toy movie is there one uh, Weebles Wobble the movie is uh, being suggested freak me out man Weebles freak. so the thing that freaks me out about Weebles go on is that they didn't have eyes they just had holes where their <laughs> eyes sockets should be well there, there's the story you see well, you, you, you see through straight into their soul it's probably actually a horror movie that sounds terrifying uh, Madeline says what about a movie based on the uh, the board game Operation like why, why was that guy having like uh, weird things removed from him do you know what I mean surgery as well he was having strange items removed from him yeah. and 
I think if you work with anyone that has, you know, spent any time in a hospital, that's always stories that get shared. Do you know what I mean? What's his backstory? Uh, Paul would like to put forward Monopoly, which is a stress, a stretch yeah. for a toy, but yeah. he's got taglines for it just when he thought it was safe to go back to the waterworks. Oh, I see what he's done there. It's yeah. It's quite good. Yeah, it's not bad. Euston Road, we have a problem. These are quite poor, actually. I don't the know The name's gonna... Bond, Bond Street. Why am I ha- why am I having to react to these? <laughs> it's, it's his it's problem. Down. They're not even my idea. Paul, it's on you. How about Pop Up Pirate the movie? Pop Up Pirate and Barrel of Destiny, says uh, John on the M4 as we look for the that. next <laughs> big child toy inspired movie. What's his movie. story? What's the pirate story? Why is he hiding in that barrel? That's what I'd love to find out. Yeah, and and uh, uh, is the rest of the movie are the players the like the, the the law force and it's some kind of savage punishment on this smuggling pirate? That is uh, an interesting insight there Richie I like that also that one with the um, do you remember that toy where uh, used to push plasticine up that bloke's backside and it came out the top of his head his that's hair. just a, yeah it's a, pl- a Play-Doh thing isn't it I think it's, it's just like that that is a film uh, Chris from Northampton trying to avoid the M6 at the moment he says I remember my favourite cartoon show from the 80s was called Mask uh, the toys were vehicles that transformed and each vehicle had a driver who wore wait for it a mask that would be a great live action movie Mask was a great cartoon very good very good uh, Amy what's your suggestion well, I was thinking about uh, the game Hungry Hungry Hippos. I used to love it, and I've got this mental image of like a, a herd of hippos like rampaging through the town, eating everything inside. Brilliant. So the little balls that you would then get with your hippo, they're just that's just like food and stuff knocking around, yeah? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it could be people depending on what angle you're wanting to go with and what kind of movie you're heading for. But um, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I had in mind. So you're wow. talking they're running through, it's a stampede through a town. Because if you think about like the, the actual game, the Hungry Hippos Arena. It's it's really almost sort of like a square, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking it kind is. of like uh, Oxford Circus here in London. And you, yeah. And you, yeah you, could... you could do Oxford Circus. You could go with like Times Square. You know the the, the opportunities. There's endless where you could take this. Do you know, do you know though? It'd be a good way of like putting out there the the truth behind hippos because everyone always thinks they're like fun and playful <laughs> and they get like little birds to clean their teeth and everything. But they're awful, aren't they? They kill more people than like sharks and tigers. They and stuff. do. They're the biggest killer in they the do. world. And hippos, you got to watch out for. Exactly. Well, let's put it right with like a, a warts and all hippos documentary. Colette is in Basildon. Says my immediate thought uh, was the random one that my sister and I had called a snuggle bum. You pressed its back and its tummy lit up. Not sure how you're turning that into a movie. Imagine that snuggle bum the movie. <laughs> Two tickets for snuggle bum, please. Uh, Andy on his way into work uh, with the London Fire Brigade says a great movie would be. And he's going off on a bit on here a bit. He goes um, borrowers cross with the Hornby train set where the borrowers live on the train which slowly gets bigger and bigger opening up new areas to explore it's a franchise. It is a franchise. And, you know, I guess it's every film's different. Maybe they've made their way into the kitchen. <laughs> uh, Jack, next suggestion, please. So, what I was thinking is the old toy, Stretch Armstrong. Because, mm-hmm. um, obviously, A is really strong and really stretchy. So, it'd be like the Hulk crossed with Mr. Fantastic out of the Fantastic Four. I'm going to be honest with you, I, I can't remember Stretch Armstrong. I don't think he was a toy when I was a kid. Come on. But I, what did he... I what was, what I was he? Stretch Armstrong was, like, late 80s, early 90s. Really? Mid nineties, something like that. Yeah, and it was like a, I don't even know what material was inside him. It was just a really stretchy rubbery and like flower. Because you just try and stretch it to your point where you could try and break it. But how do you play with that as a kid? What are you doing? Just stretching him? <laughs> like, what is that? Stretching him. Just stretching him. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, just stretching him. Just stretching him, him making him into like a sausage. Look, he yeah, was he was he was successful. Well, yeah. He was, he was massive. Absolutely. I think everyone pretty much we had a. 
I mean, bring a toy to school one day, and there was at least a dozen of us that brought in the Stretch Armstrong. Right, I'm, I'm paying 15 quid to go to the Stretch Armstrong movie. What am I watching? Uh, well, I would say, what? look, Jack, you've put it forward, but I, I'd suggest some kind of big world landmark um, as as had some travel at Golden Gate Bridge. Golden right? Gate Bridge, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's suddenly one, one of the things gone twang or something or other. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's falling down, and you've got like you know cars and lorries falling into the what's the river that goes underneath? Doesn't matter anyway. That one. And Stretch Armstrong suddenly yeah. is holding the the bridge up. What do you think about that, Jack? someone stretchy and someone tongue, so who else would you call? Hey, do you want to be good for him as well? He could do that thing where he's got his foot by the bar, but he can actually have a cigarette out the other end. Yes. Without uh, breaking any rules about having a smoke, do you whilst, know what I mean? Whilst holding the bridge up. Whilst holding the bridge up as well. He could do everything. It sounds like a winner. The opportunities are absolutely endless, yeah. 15 quid for your that. ticket, are you coming? Now, do you want? I'll probably give it a miss, oh. I'll be honest with you. This is The Daily Takeaway. Now, I'm sure when you listen to this show uh, five days a week, you listen, you hear these two gentlemen, you think, wow, they really are commanders of the English language, such wordsmiths. They know so much. Uh, well, do you know what? Even we have identified that there are things in the English language that there isn't even a word for. Which is why we're starting to try and find new words for situations in life that don't yet have a word. We're calling it Find a Word For. So we are kind of like linguistic Darwins, categorising previously unseen words. This week's previously uncharted words is... You know that feeling of sitting down after someone else and the seat is still really warm? Yeah. Might be a stranger on a train, they've got up, you, you get in their seat, and then you can still feel the warmth of their backside. Train, but, bus... Anywhere. It could even be a family or friend if you jump into their seat when they go make a round of teas. But there's no there's no word out there at the moment for that sensation. Yeah. So we want to find a word for it. And it's a horrible sensation, I would say. Quite unsettling. It's fine, I guess, if it's like someone that you know or someone that you love. Yeah. But if it's like a, you know, 52-year-old banker that you've never met before at like a... At the King's Cross St Pancras. It's a different deal, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I've got a word that I might put forward as a suggestion to kick us off. I don't, get I don't it in the dictionary. It's, it's not necessarily going to be the one that goes in, I don't know, but it's a start. Passas. Passas. All right, OK. T- taken from passenger, the previous person. Yeah, yeah. And ass. Ass. <laughs> See what I've done there? That's kind of uh, yeah. uh, undercurrent of pa- passive. Exactly. Because it's like, yeah. it's not something they've tried to do, their bum has just warmed things up. Exactly. So, to, to use it in a sentence, you might say, oh, I sat on the seat on the bus and that's some horrible passass. A nightmare passass on the way back Thank on the train. Yeah. Uh, Colette says, linger warmth. Oh, that's good. That's pretty good as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not bad at all. So, find a word for that feeling of sitting down after someone else and the seat is still unusually hot. We'd love to hear from you tonight on Home Time. Uh, Donna Jones going with satisfying. It's not bad, but <laughs> it's more of a nod to the fact that it's a nice feeling. She seems to like it. Yeah, I was going to say, my, my idea would be, say, I'm still working on this, bum ghost. Because <laughs> it is kind of like the spirit of the person that sat before you. Do you know what I mean? It's kind yes, of yes, it is. Lingers on. Uh, Katie Allen says, gusset warmer. Which is pretty good. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, these are very strong. And like I say, the whole reason we're doing this is that genuinely, you look it up, there's no there's no word in the English language for that sensation. It doesn't exist. Just on that, right, it seems to me that some people leave residue, like leave a hot seat. Yep. Some people don't. I feel like I don't leave a hot seat. Whereas our producer, Adem, I reckon he leaves a hot seat when he gets up. I'll hold my hand up. I'm pretty certain I leave a hot seat. You leave a hot seat? There's it's a weird. lot of mass here. Is it like a genetic thing? Who knows? Uh, someone has emailed in, hometime at absolutelyradio.co.uk. Craig in Plymouth says, uh, hope you and Richie are doing well. Thank you very much. Cheers, he says, it's very thermal, um, formal, not thermal, starts the uh, email. He says, how about thermemory? 
for that warm feeling of a second-hand seat. I sat down and got someone else's thermal memory or thermemory. It's very good. It's very good. It's not bad, is it? Uh, Bodians sounds posh. It's quite nice from Nigel in Millbrook. It sounds it's, like uh, pulled pork, or something, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, or I'm wearing Bodians. Yeah, got a bit of Bodians. Uh, it's actually uh, made from body and radiance. Uh, we've got Jill on the line. Jill, help us find a word for it. Yes, I'm a new listener and you two are so cool. It's not even normal. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. You're a brand-new listener to The Home Time Show? Yes, it's, I don't often listen because I'm not always at work. I normally finish at one. Right. But I've been doing overtime, so I've tuned in to you guys and you do make me giggle. Well, oh, that's very, very you. kind, Jill. Uh, we, we hear you're one of our new highbrow listeners That's that's got a word for this uh, sensation of the warm seats. What have you come up with, Jill? Squam. <laughs> Squam. Squeamish <laughs> warm. Squeamish. So, again, the, the big debate with this is whether it's a nice feeling or an unpleasant feeling. Squeamish would suggest you think it's an unpleasant feeling. Not happy if I don't know them. <laughs> OK, fair enough. <laughs> yes, squarm is great. That's really good. Sat down on the tube and it was a bit of a squarm from the person that left before. There you go, yeah. This seat is a little bit squarmy. squarmy. See, it just rolls off the tongue. Well, listen, uh, we are over the moon that you're a brand-new listener to The Home Time Show and sending you lots of love. Well, thank you so much for making me smile on my way home. Have you got a squirmy seat? No, I've got my own warm seat. <laughs> <laughs> She's happy with that. Good to speak to you. Take care. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Just back on to summer holidays as we uh, close this episode of The uh, the Takeaway. Can I also ask a question? Being that, like, today really was, like, first proper day of the six weeks... Uh, at what time did you cave this morning and hand out the first snack? Oh, this is we, we're having a big thing at the moment in our house about over-snacking, too much snacks, that kind of thing. <laughs> my, I send my sympathies. Yeah, so I, I think I gave... Uh, I think I gave our four-year-old nachos at about half nine, quarter to ten. <laughs> 9.45 is exactly when I dished out snacks. Well, it, they get up at 7.30, 7 o'clock or whatever, yep. uh, and they've had their breakfast, so they're rattling you for food again by 9.45, <laughs> 10 o'clock. It. It's mad. Oh.